0: Hello, friend. I'm Ron Jones of Something Good Radio, wishing you and your family a blessed Christmas season. Before I share today's message, I want to take a moment to remind you that Something Good is supported 100% by listeners like you. Your prayers and financial gifts keep the broadcast airing all year round on radio and online, and we continue to see people come to faith in Christ as a result. All of us here at Something Good Radio understand how difficult the past few years have been for so many people. Lost jobs, financial stress, social and political unrest. One thing you can do to help hurting people find the hope they're looking for is to prayerfully consider sending a special year-end tax-deductible gift to Something Good Radio, and do this before December 31st. It's during times of adversity in this life when people begin to seek answers about the next life. Many will be doing that for the first time in the days and weeks ahead. And that's why I'm asking for your help, because I want to be there to help answer those questions from God's holy word, both now and in the years ahead. Thank you for listening, and please know how grateful I am for your prayers and financial support.
1: Hello and welcome to another great day of teaching here on Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. My name is Brian, thanks for stopping by. What if I told you that joy is something you can choose, a gift from God freely given, and you can have it by simply deciding to receive it. Today, Ron talks about the difference between joy and happiness as he continues his series, The Gifts of Christmas. Online you'll find us at somethinggoodradio.org where you can listen to the broadcast on demand on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now here's Ron with part two of his Something Good Radio message, Joy to the World. And the angel appears to them, the glory of the
0: Lord shone around them, the scriptures said, and they were filled with great fear. There's one of those joy stealers, right? Great fear came upon them. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For all the people. Again, the politically and religious elite, yeah, wanted to keep it to themselves. But no, this, this good news with great joy was, was for everybody, including lowly shepherds. In fact, it was kind of a poke in the eye and a poke in the chest of the elite that the message first came to the shepherds. Well, aren't you glad that it did? Because it means it's for, for all the people, for all the people. Uh, the shepherds, their names would never appear in the high society page of the Jerusalem newspaper, but this message was for them, and it's for you, and it's for me. And what is the good news of great joy? Well, verse 11 tells us, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And what's a Savior? Well, a Savior is, is somebody who can save you from something, somebody who can rescue you from something. If you've been around church life long enough, you've, you've heard the words, you know, are you saved? And you're thinking, what's that all about? What do I need to be rescued from? I think it's interesting that God didn't send us a doctor. You might think that your greatest need this Christmas is for physical healing. But if that were true, God might have sent us a a medical doctor, but He didn't. He sent us a Savior. You may be in financial trouble this this Christmas. Maybe you lost your job and you don't know how you're going to pay for the Christmas gifts or the Christmas season and all of that. And You think your greatest need is for income, for money, and that God should send you an economist or a get-rich-quick scheme. But your greatest need and my greatest need isn't for money. You you might think that uh, your greatest need is to feel good about yourself and that God should send you a psychologist to help you do that. But no, our greatest need, friends, is, is not for medical healing or for money or to feel good about ourselves or for anything that you might fill in the blank with. Our greatest need is for forgiveness, for forgiveness. And that's why he sent us a Savior, to save us from the penalty of our sins, and from the power of sin over us so we could live this this abundant life that he promises to us, a joy-filled life. That's the good news. The good news and the joy of Christmas is that Jesus, the Son of God and the Savior of the world, has come to save us from our sins. And this is great joy. It is wonderful joy for all of us. So Christmas joy is is a gift from God, and I would ask you this Christmas, have you personally received the gift of Christmas joy, God's free gift of eternal life? Uh, Do you know today uh, the joy that your sins are cast as far as the east is from the west, that there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus? Oh, the world may look down on you because you're a lowly shepherd, but God has exalted you uh, to the status of the forgiven and the redeemed, and and those who are friends of His through faith in the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Christmas joy is a gift from God. Secondly, Christmas joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Now let's go from Luke chapter 2 and turn with me to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. This part of our understanding of Christmas joy is is aimed at believers in Jesus Christ because Paul says in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22, he says, but the fruit of the Spirit, and then he lists nine Christ-like characteristics, love, love, Joy is the second in the list, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, and so on. An understanding of the Spirit-filled life, friends, is an acknowledgment that that the Christian life and whatever it means to experience Christmas joy or Christmas love or peace or hope, it's, it's the result of a supernatural life. Galatians chapter 5 draws kind of a line in the sand and says, on this side, you you can either live by the deeds of the flesh. And by the way, I'd add flesh to one of those joy stealers because the flesh always wants you to worry. It always wants you to stress out. It always wants you to be uh, enslaved to fear. It wants you to live a self-absorbed life. And the fruit of all that are things like idolatry and sorcery and immorality and impurity and, sin. and it's just this dark, dark list of the deeds of the flesh. You can either live by that or you can live by the Spirit, the Bible says. And Paul uses language throughout the New Testament, Galatians chapter 5, walk by the Spirit. Elsewhere, be filled with the Spirit or live by the Spirit. And when you live this supernatural life, when the Spirit of God is living through you and you're living in harmony with the Spirit of God, the overflow of that, the, the product of that is this fruit of the Spirit. And we're just focusing on one, which is, which is joy, unspeakable joy. Joy. C.S. Lewis had this theory that all the pleasures of this life that we seek after to fill our our needs that we think that we need uh, to fill our joy and our happiness, that all those pleasures are cheap substitutes of the real joy that God wants us to have. And I want you to think about that this Christmas. You can choose to live a self-absorbed, flesh-driven life, even as a follower of Jesus Christ and, and you can go after all the cheap substitutes for joy in this world, and they will always, always leave you unfulfilled. Or you can say, I'm going I'm to align my life as a follower of Jesus Christ. I'm going to live in harmony and in step and in stride with the Holy Spirit of God that He gave to me as a gift and as a down payment on my, holy, on my, on my salvation, and let Him... Uh, live the life of Christ through me, and I'm going to experience much more than, than happiness, which is all the world can offer. Happiness has to do with what's happening around you. And when happiness ain't happening, what do you got left? When your circumstances aren't what you hoped they would be this Christmas, what do you got left? Well, joy is what God gives you when happiness ain't happening, because it transcends our circumstances. But it's the result of a supernatural life that the Holy Spirit lives through us. Is any of this making sense? Any of this making sense this Christmas? Because this Christmas, I want you and I want myself and my family to experience real Christmas joy. First step is to receive it as a gift from God, His free gift of eternal life. That's what... That's what Bethlehem was all about. A Savior has come to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from the, the penalty and power of sin. But as a believer in Jesus Christ, it's possible that you're living a joyless life. You might have splashes of what the world calls happiness, as long as your circumstances are happy and happening well. But the last I checked, we live in a fallen, broken world. And it's pretty easy for me to look around my own life and say, man, this is not what I signed up for. Not what I signed up for. Like the shepherds who were watching their flocks at night, I'm going through a time of darkness and difficulty and pain and suffering. Yeah, because the reality is we live in a broken world. But what Christmas joy promises is something that transcends all of that. But you got to understand, it doesn't happen naturally for us. It's not natural for us to live in a broken world, to experience pain and suffering and difficulty and all of that, and to experience joy. It only comes when you're in relationship with Jesus Christ and when you are in step and in stride with the Holy Spirit who lives his life through us and produces a fruit in us. What I'm trying to say to you is you can't pull up your bootstraps and expect to have Christmas joy. You can get in step and in stride with the Holy Spirit, and let Him live that supernatural life through you, and take your happiness to a level that maybe you've never experienced before. Which brings me to the third thing I'm going to leave you with this this Christmas, and that is that Christmas joy is a choice. It's a choice we must make. First, it's a choice to live by the Spirit and not by the flesh. It's a choice to say no to the gloomies and to the joy stealers that threaten our Christmas joy and to say yes to the spirit of God who wants to live his joy through us.
1: We'll be right back with more of today's Something Good message from Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. So let me ask you, do you have a passion to pray? Would you like to learn to pray with zeal from someone who mastered the art of divine communication? The disciples asked Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. And he gave them a model for prayer that even a child can learn. In time for Christmas, Dr. Ron Jones is ready to share his brand new book, The Jesus Way to Pray, an intimate journey through the Lord's Prayer. Join Ron as he guides you phrase by phrase through the power and beauty of the prayer that begins, Our Father in Heaven, Hallowed Be Your Name. You'll also find an entire chapter that explains how Jesus prays for you and me, as well as biblical answers to the age-old question, Does God Answer Prayer? That's The Jesus Way to Pray, an intimate journey through the Lord's Prayer. Pre-order your copy of Ron's new book for a donation of $25 or more. Share it with friends this Christmas by requesting a two-pack for $50, a four-pack for $75, or an eight-pack for a donation of $150 or more. Give online at somethinggoodradio.org or over the phone by calling our offices at 757-276-1099 or mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23456. Now let's get you back to the rest of today's Something Good radio message, Joy to the World. Once again, here's Dr. Ron Jones.
0: And the fact that Christmas joy is a choice reminds me of James chapter one and verse two. And here's what the writer James tells us. James, humanly speaking, was the half-brother of Jesus. And he wrote these words at the beginning of his New Testament letter. He says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Real quickly, James was writing to a group of early Christians who were scattered around Palestine by persecution. Their circumstances were nothing to be joyful about. They were separated from family and loved ones, all because persecution had come against the body of Christ and the early Christians. And James writes to them, and he says, brothers and sisters, consider it all joy. Count it all joy. Choose joy when you meet trials of various kinds, if we had time this morning, we could go around this room and we could make a list of the various trials that some of you are going through right now. Some of you just lost your job 30 or 45 days ago. You got a, not the year-end bonus you were expecting, but you got a pink slip. You're experiencing a financial trial. Maybe you went to the doctor and you got a diagnosis, the diagnosis you weren't expecting, and you're experiencing a, a physical and medical trial. Maybe, maybe you have some issues going on in your marriage or in your family or with one of your children. I mean, every one of us can probably say we either just came through a trial, we're experiencing one, or one is right around the corner. And the question is, at this Christmas, are you going to choose joy, to choose to, to, choose to align yourself and be in harmony with the Holy Spirit who can produce this in you, but, but also to, to choose, regardless of the circumstances that you find yourself in, to make a decision today, I'm, I'm going I'm to be a joyful person. I'm going to get in harmony with the Spirit of God and let him produce joy in me. I'm going to sing joy to the world this Christmas, not wah, 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 wah. <laughs> and for some of you, as you anticipate dinner at the uh, family Christmas table, you're ready to give everybody a lot of wah, 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 wah. wah. And I'm going to encourage you to choose joy because your family needs it. Your family needs to see joy in grandma and grandpa. Are you going to leave a legacy of joy for your children and your grandchildren? Or a legacy of wah, 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 wah? Do you leave behind the aroma of Christian joy and Christmas joy wherever you go? Your family needs you to be joyful. Your Christian witness depends on it. Come on, family, let's let's huddle in here a little bit and talk. This is the time of the year that the world expects Christians to put on display exuberant joy, to cast aside the gloomies and the wah, 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 wah. You got Jesus in your heart. You received good news of great joy that was for all the people. This changed the life of the shepherds. And we have a watching world who sometimes sings about Jesus. I'm not sure they know what they're singing about. It's just kind of tradition. But you're supposed to have the joy, joy, joy down deep in your heart, right? Is that the aroma you leave behind this Christmas? I pray that it is. Now, some of you maybe can identify with Kay Warren, the wife of Pastor Rick Warren of Saddleback Church. She wrote a book years ago called Choose Joy Because Happiness Isn't Enough. She says, finding joy is a challenge for me. I'm not naturally an upbeat person. I'm more of a melancholy. When I talk about joy, I'm not doing so from the perspective of a generally peppy person who never has a bad day. In fact, it's because of my own inability to live with joy that led me to explore why my experiences didn't line up with Scripture. This is a pastor's wife. She says, my problem was my definition of joy. I thought joy meant feeling good all the time. That's impossible. Even for those who are naturally upbeat and optimistic, that's impossible. We have to start somewhere more realistic and close to Scripture. And Kay Warren penned out, This definition of joy, after a study of Scripture, she says, joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life, the quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right, and listen to this, the determined choice to praise God in every situation. She goes on to say, you'll find nothing in that definition about happy feelings because As we all know, happiness is fleeting, and it's temporary. Yeah, happiness has to do with what's happening. But Christmas joy is what God gives you when happiness ain't happening. And it's what we must choose when happiness isn't happening. You can do that in the power of the Holy Spirit. And given the Christmas joy that you received in your salvation through Jesus Christ, You can do that. Paul goes on to say elsewhere in his book of Philippians, chapter 4 and verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. He said two words to the Thessalonians, chapter 5 and verse 16. He says rejoice always. He didn't say rejoice sometimes. When everything's going well, when you got the raise and the bonus you were expecting and the health report is great and kids are all getting straight A's, it's easy to rejoice then. But where our faith is really tested at Christmas time is when your world is falling apart and things aren't going as well as you expected them to go. Can you rejoice always? And when you do, when you take that step towards joy in harmony with the Holy Spirit, you just watch the Holy Spirit lift you above those difficult and painful and sorrowful circumstances and you you experience joy unspeakable. You can't describe it because it's a supernatural thing that God is doing in your life. So many centuries ago, Isaac Watts asked us to sing joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. And then he added these words, let every heart prepare him room. Got any room in your heart for a little Christmas joy this year?
1: Thanks for joining us for today's Something Good radio message, Joy to the World. And I'm pleased to welcome in Dr. Ron Jones. Ron, when you study the scripture, there's really no getting around the fact that joy is a choice. It's a gift from God, of course, but anyone can open that gift and claim it as their very own. That's exactly right, Brian. You know, it's one of the things Satan tries
0: to fool us into forgetting. As we all know, Satan comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And the joy of our salvation, the joy of the Lord, is one of his first targets. He does it in two ways. Uh, First, he tempts us to sin, uh, which is just another way of saying he offers us a variety of other things to choose instead of choosing God's free gift of joy, Uh, No matter what the sin is, the devil's marketing strategy is uh, sin is fun. Sin will make you uh, feel happy and feel free. These are what I call joy stealers, and they come in many forms. But make no mistake about it, Satan knows exactly where we are weak. Uh, He's been studying us. Now it's different for each of us. All of us are more tempted by some things than others. And Satan will exploit that and tempt us precisely when and where we're weak. Next, after we've sinned, he tries to make us feel guilt and self-condemnation about choosing the very thing he offered us in the first place. And yes, some of that conviction of sin leads to repentance. But the devil wants us to believe that we've messed up so badly that God will never give us our joy back. And that's not true either. A joy can always be rechosen and reclaimed. A joy is always available. So, if anyone out there is feeling guilty from the mistakes of your past, if anyone is feeling bitter, depressed, or angry about the circumstances of life, God wants you to know that joy is still there for the taking. Simply choose it. Repent of your sins, turn away from your wicked ways. And then choose joy over guilt. Walk in joy and in the forgiveness that you have in Jesus Christ. Choose joy over bitterness and depression. Simply ask the Lord, as David did in Psalm 51, to return you to the joy of his salvation. And for those of you who may never have experienced the joy of that salvation, you can have that as well. All you have to do is place your faith and trust in Jesus
1: Christ And you can do that right now. That's Dr. Ron Jones with some final thoughts from today's Something Good radio message, Joy to the World. Ron, before we sign off for the day, tell us a little about tomorrow's message as you move ahead in your teaching series, The Gifts of Christmas.
0: You know, Brian, Christmas is always my favorite season of the year, the time with family, the special times of worship, the exchange of gifts. It's just a real special time, both at home and here at the church. But the best thing about Christmas is that our Savior was born, giving us the gift of himself. And along with that comes four additional gifts we've been talking about. The first two are love and joy, and I've talked about those two earlier in this series. Uh, Next on the list is peace, and it's a little bit like the other gifts of Christmas in that it can exist regardless of circumstances. We can have peace in the midst of war, calm in the midst of chaos, uh, tranquility in the midst of turmoil, but only if the source of that peace is Jesus Christ. And we'll talk more about this special
1: gift on tomorrow's program. That's tomorrow in Dr. Ron Jones' message, Peace on Earth. Join us then for Something Good. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis saying God bless and thanks for listening.